You're listening to the Arcane Focus Network. Previously on Star Raiders. Alright, you guys successfully fended off the attack, but you are looking a little bit worse for wear. Brandon places a hand on Sawbones' shoulder. Uh, he heals you for 12 points. Ooh. Oh, wow. And right up the top of the map to the north, there is a structure that appears to have a garage attached. It looks like it's got some cars or some vehicles in it, and, and it's quite secure. I like the idea of vehicles. And, yeah, you feel like you'll be able to perhaps safely rest here. Sounds good. All right. Cool. Surviving this surprise attack from these, what you now know to be undead creatures... You manage to find some shelter in one of the buildings in this mining camp that you found. It's it's kind of... It's not quite underground, but uh, it does go down into the ground a little bit, just a few steps. And uh, it appears to be a kind of storage area slash workshoppy area slash maybe a break room for the people that work in uh, this... Well, it's attached to a mechanics and as you entered, you did see there was a ground vehicle, a car, uh, that was parked in there as well. Nice. Uh, the, hood, the hood was up on this thing as you walked past it as well. But you guys got in there. Well, as you were kind of sitting there treating your wounds, that sort of thing, you managed to take a 10-minute rest. Again, I'm just going to describe the room that you're in. It's maybe... Maybe about 40 feet across and maybe 30 feet wide. The door's on the far side of the room and the room extends to the left. There's a kind of a mezzanine floor in there as well. So whilst it does kind of sink into the ground one or two steps, uh, it does span uh, the, the full height of the building, which is maybe a story, story and a half. There's a bunch of uh, there's pipes and crates and things like that stuffed under this mezzanine, and there's two separate sets of stairs that go up the maybe five or six feet up to there. Up there, there's uh, some cabinets, things like that. Uh, there's you know, uh, there's some seats, a little table, that sort of thing. Where, again, you can see this was probably used as some kind of uh, break room. What would you like to do? Well. Do we? What do we think? Do we think this whole planet's overrun with zombies? Is that the is that the prevailing theory? Probably. Yeah. By the look of the uh, ships we saw leaving on our way in, I'd say correct the mundo, sawbones. Well, do, what should is priority one be? Trying to find a ship and getting off this rock. Sure. We gotta maybe use this car that's conveniently here to drive <laughs> to the city. That would be too far to walk to. Yeah, I I agree with Tiny. I was thinking I could probably have a look under there and check it out, see if we can ma- make it run. Why don't we see we'll if it runs city. at the start before <laughs> no you way. go under? Totally want to have a <laughs> look like, first. So eager to just jump underneath cars, <laughs> yeah, like take it apart. you know, cars normally start by going inside them. Hey, the bonnet's up. I may as well look. Yeah, yeah. Burzen, Burzen sticks his head in the in the door of the of the car and checks underneath the um the visor to see if there's any keys that fall down uh yes yes there is <laughs> oh my hey, gosh look look where these idiots kept the keys right next oh, to the fuzzy dice yeah <laughs> there are indeed there's a there's a pair of um uh, fuzzy icosahedrons that are hanging there <laughs> d20s yeah. Yeah. Well, the, two ner- the two nerds laughed <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't get it I'm not a nerd yeah. It's okay, Mari. It's the good kind of nerd. I just roll. I just roll d20s. I don't need to know the Latin term for them. Do we? They clearly had a cure for this disease. Uh, they were sending it with us. Do we know how to make it? Yeah, not so much a cure, more so a vaccine to mm-hmm. what they believed this sickness was. And from everything that you guys understood about this. What it is now is not what it was. 
Okay. Yeah, it's mutated. Okay. Well, if you don't want me to have a look under the hood first, how about, how about you try those keys? We'll stick the keys in the ignition, and I'll have a look and see what's happening under the bonnet. Uh, Burzen, he like he does the De Niro face in agreement. Gets in, puts his foot on the clutch, and then turns it. And the brake. As you turn the key, it does not turn over. There is something wrong with the car. So I should have looked under the bonnet then. Excellent. Let's see what I'm up to. Okay, I'm going to do like a mechanic check or something. Astra, it's the process of elimination. we got to try these things first. I was going to have a look fix, and see what was wrong. Car. All right, all right. We'll do it your way. Obviously, there's something wrong. Let's have a look. Okay, is this a... What kind of a check is this? Okay, so you'd like to identify what is wrong with it, so give me an engineering check. Okay, that's a plus nine. I'm, I'm going to assist. assist. Ooh, 16. Okay, that's a 20... I assist. Five. I don't do. assist. I don't have to roll unless it's a nat one, because it's a plus You two. always have to roll. <laughs> uh, I got a 24 to assist. Okay, so 25, 7, 9. 29, please. You're pretty sure it's... Because it's not even turning over... Uh, you think it probably needs a little bit of juice first. Maybe the battery is gone. And from there, you can try it again. And then maybe if it's still not working, troubleshoot from there. All right, guys. I'm thinking this might be a battery-related issue. How about we grab one of these uh, these batteries we've got on us? And uh, I'm just going to put it in line here and check how it goes. I'm going to you know, plug in the battery and see mm-hmm. if we can jump start this. So. Yeah, you plug it all okay, in. Okay, Cap. What do you reckon? Kick it over, please. Burzen kicks it over. Mm-hmm. And the car lurches and... Well, now it sounds a bit more fuel-related, doesn't it? Crap. Sure, sure does. I'm making stuff up now. Is it fuel-related? Yeah, potentially. <laughs> so give me another engineering <laughs> check. Okay. Uh, ooh, 19 plus 9. Oh, I was on a fucking 28 to aid. I assist. <laughs> okay, well, that, that's a lot higher than I was before, so surely I can get it to work this time. <laughs> Looking in the engine bay and listening to it as it's turning over, you think that it might need a bit of work done to it. Like, there's there's probably a few parts that uh, do need some work, but luckily you are in a workshop. You could probably spend a couple of hours maybe replacing a few of the parts. A cursory glance of the workshop sees that there's lots and lots of parts around here there's a workbench that's you know the uh, one of the one of the parts is you know half taken apart that sort of thing you think they probably spend a lot of time just keeping this thing running it's old as hell it's like one of those old toyotas that goes for like three hundred thousand kilometers or something <laughs> just goes forever as yeah, long as you service yeah. it yeah <laughs> yeah pretty much so it's it's one of those but yeah you think you'd be able to probably get it running but it is going to take uh, a few hours well, guys, I'm pretty sure I can get this thing running again. I can see some parts over there on the bench. Maybe you guys should get, take a look around. I'll fix this up when you uh, either get some rest or, I don't know, see what else is around. Yeah, I, I'm sure. I want to check out some of these uh, crates and boxes and other buildings. So you you get you get going with that and I'll check out this other stuff. Righto. I'm going to go, like, pick up all the parts and try and make them work again. Mm-hmm. What does the car look like? <laughs> yeah. It's a utilitarian buggy. It's got quite large wheels. It's covered in rust and dust. There was It was maybe once painted blue or red or maybe <laughs> green. You're not quite sure. Ooh. One of those the full colors. Spectrum. The full spectrum of colors. <laughs> yeah. It's an RGB car. <laughs> it can. It's got enough seats for all of you. It looks like it can seat six and there is a little room uh, up the back for cargo. All these seats look like they could be taken out. Like, it's very... Well, it's a typical vehicle for something like this. An area like this, one would say. Utility. Is it, like, open-topped? Uh, partially. So it's got, a, a, like, a basic cover at the back. Okay. But, yeah, the uh, the pilot... The pilot. The driver's seat and the passenger seat are uh, both uncovered. Nice! What are the rest of you doing? Burzen wants to like check out the the top covered crates or the stuff that was in those tents, um, and then check out some of the other buildings as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. If there are any radio waves being broadcast, given the news, any updates, and the other thing I want to be working on just for ease of access is just a translating protocol using my computer, 
<clears throat> uh, because I've already translated some of their language and I just want to be like, I feel like I can extrapolate enough to work on it, especially since it's similar to other languages I'm familiar with, just not that one. Uh, and I could translate enough of their message prior, so I feel like I have some backlog on my computer. Uh, and that's what I'd like to do as well. Okay. You could certainly try. Um, I'm really handy, uh, you know, because I'm a little rat, uh, reaching into small spaces and catching any screws that might fall through the bonnet and those sorts of things. I'm going to hang around and try to help fix the car. So, first things first. Astra, give me an engineering check. Can do. Okay, so I did 16 plus 9, so 25. And Sawburns, you assisting? Yes, I assist. That was a twenty, a dirty twenty. Ooh, can um can Bantam assist? Sure, uh, Bantam can assist. Let's get Bantam. Okay, so he got a seventeen, and he's got a plus two, so he got a twenty. So he assists. So you guys start working away at this thing. Um, maybe you know, looking around, listening. Maybe start taking out certain parts, and you know, maybe trying to start the process of elimination, that sort of thing. Brosen, as you're going out. Give me a perception check, Daniel. And uh, uh, into this area, Brandon comes with you. Yeah, I was, I was actually going to suggest that well. he comes with me. Yeah, like, it's part of Burzen also wanting to secure the area. His soldier soldier senses are firing, so he's like, secure the area, check out some stuff, see if there's anything useful we can find, look in the other in the other. What do, you, what do you say yeah. to him? Because he's kind of there, you know, arms crossed. He's watching, you know, Sawbones and Astra. Uh, fixing the car. He starts like, he gets up from his 10 minute rest, grabs his plasma caster, walks it, goes to walk out the door and turns back. He says, get your gun, kid. You're coming with me. All right, Cap. And he loosens it in his holster and he takes it out and he checks it, gives you a nod and he follows you. Um, we march out the door and Burzen rolled a two, a natty two on his perception check for a seven. Mm-hmm. But I think it's one of those things like it's this, and this is my favorite thing to do is it, um, narratively explain roles you know like you said he's probably busy looking around securing the area and things like that is just you know he's more concerned with the immediate danger like you said those soldier senses are starting to kick back in sure let's go with that (laughs) (laughs) meanwhile brandon got a 28 of course he did, because he's a fucking mystic. He's probably got like a 15 perception. Mm-hmm. And as you're kind of looking out... Get some dust in my eye. Maybe checking out, watching corners, watching the horizons, that sort of thing. He says, hey, hey Cap, um, most of this is fuel and stuff like that. Some batteries and things, but I, th- I think there's some stuff here. Person turns around, has a look. What'd you find, kid? And it, there's lots of bits and pieces and parts and things like that, but... Taking some time, you know, maybe take 10 to look through everything. Uh, you find there's a pair of dust goggles. Ooh! You find three bottles of, like, an intoxicant. It's You can tell it like you <laughs> uncork it. <laughs> Oof. It's uh, pretty strong smelling. Moonshine. Uh, Bit of moonshine. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's moonshine. So maybe it's wrapped up in like an oily rag or something. They're hiding it. And uh, you find uh, 40 feet of titanium alloy cable line. Nice. As well. I have a distinct feeling that I've got some of that. Or- no, yeah, I've got I've got 50 feet of it already on me. So I'll take oh, that okay. to give to someone else. I, I just, hey, you hold on to this, kid. Never he know when it. you're going to need oh. some rope. All right. He kind of slings it over his arm, you know, like a like a kid putting rope over their arm when they're going to climb a treehouse or something. You find a like a jerry can. Oh, is it full? Uh, it is a uh, utility welder. That's pretty fancy. And uh, you find a pair of uh, uh, strangely enough mag boots as well. Are they like universal size, or are they size to fit like a rat person perchance, or <laughs> a, a no, lizard no, man? Just- they're standard size, but any gear in this game can be, if you, you spend some time... Yeah, modified. They, it can be yeah. modified, so it's it's a non-issue sizing. Mag boots. 
that's what I think they are, right? They're for like zero G, make you stick to the ground. Yeah, ma- yeah magnetic boots, yeah. yeah. Wearing them, uh, like climbing metal surfaces, you get a bonus. And, you know, plus two, like when you're on metal surfaces, you get pluses against uh, bull rush and trips and things like that as well. That's cool. So it's different from the, like the flavor mag boots you guys are already wearing. These are like an actual practical thing. They have mechanical benefits. How far away from where everyone else is are we? Uh, you're right down. You said you wanted to check out the tent areas, so mm-hmm. you're right down there, uh, near okay. where ev- everything first kind of kicked off. Uh, well, he turns to Burzen turns to Brandon. He says, "I think Astra could probably really use some of this stuff. Let's let's take it back and come back out for another sweep." Right. Starts Head carrying back. stuff with you. And Tiny, you are going out to this comms tower. Sure. You stand at the base of it. And you look up, it's very high, but you see there's a utility access ladder there and there's a, a landing near the top that seems like it's got a control box up there. Is it made out of metal? Hmm, yes. As we walk past, um, Burzen throws the mag boots over. It's like, Tiny, if you're going up there, maybe you can use those. Okay, thanks, Cap. No worries. I have a, this is a flavor question. Do you think this radio tower has uh, a, do you think it's a construct that is uh, with the technological subtype of receiving (laughs) messages? I wouldn't say it's a construct. It's a structure. Ah, fair enough. Okay. Well, I still, (laughs) either way, I can still connect to, uh, to Bantham if I need as well down there. Um, So I have a telepathic message. It works with machines too. Uh, cool. But, okay, so I, I climb up, I guess. Sure. Yeah, I climb up. Can I spend mm-hmm. some time to make these mag boots work for a lizard like me? Uh, it's it's a tight squeeze, but you can kind of get them on. Maybe like use a bit of extra duct tape to like tape them on or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. But they they they're on. It's a fashion statement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Climb up and you kind of turn around and you look around at the view around you. You can just see how much of a wasteland this area actually is Mm -hmm. like it's that white coral and brown and dust is almost as far as the eye can see there's mountains off in the opposite end opposite side to where the city is and you can see there a road that is heading in towards the city and it's kind of got you know, there's, there's like rocky terrain and things like that all around it. It's, you know, some of these areas are almost canyon-like. Not, you know, Grand Canyon, but smaller valleys, things like that. It is quite rocky in a lot of these areas. And as you look out of it and thinking about the coral, you think, yeah, maybe this was once a seabed or something. It's got that kind of vibe to it. And you can see there are, often the far, far distance, you can see there are little operating mining stations like this one as well. Mm. What? And looking out into the city. Awaken in this desert. <laughs> <laughs> looking out into the city as well, you can see that there is smoke coming from, you know, a couple of different areas, but it's it's a it's like a mega city. It's not like, oh shit, city's burning down. It's surely if there was something like this happening, fires are gonna start. As you're standing there watching, you catch the unmistakable glisten of sun of a spaceship hull as another one you see takes off. Wait, don't. Can I, can I ask a question? <laughs> Stop. Oh, sorry, I didn't see you there, buddy. <laughs> hey, Jump yeah. on in. Hey. There's only room for one. Okay. Cannon. <laughs> cool, thanks. All right, bye. I'll get, bye. It. I'll get help. <laughs> I'll, I'll send help. So when he, looks, when he looks over at the city, when you say it's a mega city, like how much of the horizon does it take up? If when he looks at it, does it is it like, you know, thirty meters, uh, thirty centimeters across from his perspective, or like, is it a lot of the horizon? Look, I don't want to lock myself into anything because of my misunderstanding of how perspective works <laughs> and distance. <laughs> it's a big city. Okay. Half half of the horizon, at least. Jesus Christ. I can only describe that as a mega city. <laughs> mega? <laughs> yeah, while, while Tani's up there, he just thinks to himself in his inner monologue, that's a mega city. <laughs> I think. Using, using math, I could 
figure out how big the city is. <laughs> <laughs> I could do, if I know the horizon, I know how tall I am, and I can, I can estimate the distance. <laughs> I know the hypotenuse, and I know the second height. Hmm. Unfortunately, numbers don't exist here. Yeah. <laughs> numbers don't exist in the future. Unfortunately not. On no, this wasteland planet. Everything died. The numbers died, along with the, the coral. The day the numbers died. We were singing by, by two, the seven, and nine. Nine, maybe okay. eight, someday later, because they ain't nine. Because <laughs> seven, eight, nine. Okay. You see the control box in front of you. Mm-hmm. Crack it Smash open. It. Pung. Yeah, crack you it. Open. You smash it. Yeah. Okay, it breaks. No, <laughs> <laughs> I, I use the men- I cast the mending spell. I put it back together. I'm like, ooh, that was it a fixes. close one. <laughs> yeah. <Ooh. laughs> uh, yeah. You you know you kind of you it's it's maybe a little bit rusty, and so you kong wrench it open, and mm-hmm. yeah, sure enough, there's I throw uh, it over my shoulder. <laughs> mm. <laughs> the, the door. Hey, yeah, watch it. <laughs> and you're you're faced with familiar looking circuitry and you know uh, like a small little computer readout to you know give you diagnostics and that sort of thing so you could plug your personal computer into this and give me a computer's check okay that is a 27 so you're up there and you manage to tap into this thing and tap, you, tap, tap. you start receiving all of these these, these channels and you'll start listening in, you know, it's it's playing through your suit comms, so, you know, you're listening in, nothing, you know, static, change, nothing, static, next one, garbled stuff, you clean it up, it's nothing of note, next one, next one. And you're up there for a little while, kind of one by one. A little just, while. Yeah, a little while. A little just while. slowly, you're pressing it, you'll listen for a few seconds, is it anything? Yes, no. Next. Same. And this repeats for, for a while. It's There's a few dishes and things like that attached to this. But eventually you come across a signal that it, it's that language that you heard before. And it's speaking in quite an authoritative tone. As you're listening, uh, give me either a perception or a culture. Your choice. Culture, for sure. Perception, shit. Uh, that is a 20. Oh, excellent. You are listening to this, and then you notice that it's repeating mm-hmm. a couple of times. And on, on a whim, you switch over to the next channel. Mm-hmm. Is it the and same message I heard before? No, it's not. Oh. You switch over to the next one. And you hear another language, but it's speaking in the same kind of authoritative tone. And you listen to this one, and then it switches. And there's a new language. And then it switches again, and it's a new language. And eventually, you understand the message as it lands on a language that you speak. One of the 13 languages Tiny speaks. I know, I speak so many. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And this message says... Please head towards your nearest military evacuation point. Temperature screenings are in place. All ships will depart the planet at 0200 hours on Aradas 14. Please head to your nearest military evacuation point. Screenings are in place. And the message repeats three times in this language, and then it switches to another you don't recognize, and then back to another one that you do recognize. And it just. 0200 hours, RS 14. Aradas 14. Aradas is equivalent to August. You guys left Absalom Station on Aradas 8th. Oh, what a beautiful day. The journey took took you like two weeks. 12 days. It is now the 20th. Shit has gone bad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Okay. 
<laughs> he's just up there. Just, oh, ooh. Okay. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. I see. Uh, see what's happening. Just uh, pulling on the collar of his armor. Ooh, am I right? I look around. I look around at the empty control room. <laughs> it's bad news, bears. <laughs> For these guys. <laughs> um. All right. I do. I feel like I've gotten as much as like I could get from being on this tower. You believe so? Okay. I'll uh I'll climb back down. As you climb back down, you see Brandon and the captain walking past with a few more bits and pieces in their hands. You guys have been back and forth a couple of times now, and you know, Astra was like, "Oh yeah, that get more of that," and like you know, maybe you brought back a few more things. Try to find more jerry cans and rope. Yeah, Brosen, uh, give me a give me a perception check. My best skill. Oh, 22. Tiny, how are you feeling about all this? You know, I, you know what Tiny feels like? Fuck it. You know what I mean? Like, like, he's just, it doesn't, it's like, why not? Why not? Everything's gone to shit. You know what I mean? Like, you know, of course we're on this planet and we're trapped and we're going to die unless we get to a ship and there aren't that many left clearly because sporadically those are leaving we're late so it's just going like well you know maybe we can be king of this planet <laughs> all of us we can be royalty of the ashes before this planet gets destroyed at some point to like keep the virus in check and tiny feels a lot like how uh the player feels in general about certain <laughs> other situations <laughs> the current state of the world of course yeah, yeah. No, temperature checks? Oh, what a hardship. Person, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did you roll? Um, 22. Yeah, you and Brandon are both walking along and, you know, you kind of look over a tiny, maybe give him a nod and you can, okay, you I, can I see. I slowly shake my head no. <laughs> like, tiny, are you, you okay, bud? You, you, you look a little pale around the gills, if you know what I mean. Uh, I I kind of call out to everybody. I go like, team meeting, powwow time, bad news, bad news. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Brandon, let's go. We'll, we'll go back to the shop. Okay. Come on, Tiny. You're, All right. You're not looking good, guy. Ah, oh, thanks, man. Thanks, Captain. I, it's a new fashion <laughs> statement. I like refuse to hear negative. I'm like I hear you look good. <laughs> I'm he's, filtering he's out the negativity. Insane. Yeah, yeah. But he's <laughs> no. like, huh? Oh lord. <laughs> I I think it's, and he, he like checks his gun just to see if it's loaded. It's like, I <laughs> <laughs> uh, just come behind the shed, Tony. <laughs> so you guys head back into the shop, put down the supplies, and everybody turns to look at you, Tony. Okay, so good news, we're alive. And there are things leaving the planet, so maybe there's a chance we can get a ship. We all know that. Yeah, that 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 is good news. No, but there's bad news. Bad news. <laughs> I had all the translations of the repeat a repeating signal, an automated signal. You know the kind that like planet wide would happen when there's a, uh, a an apocalypse. Um, so that's happening, and we're late. And it was uh, it was basically a few days ago they evacuated or started evacuating the planet. And, um, I, you know, the, well, we might, uh, be stranded here uh, with a planet full of zombies, but, hey, well, hold, you know, hold on, we got hold each on. other. Hold on. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> just, just so everyone's on the same page, we're, we're all cool with referring to these creatures as zombies, guys. Infected uh, would be more appropriate, but you know they they died and then came back well, and attacked us. So I feel like well, that's zombie at, yeah. territory. I, I feel like that's they're a technically undead. They're so, definitely you know. undead, Cap. And no, they for sure didn't walk, so I wouldn't describe them by their ambulatory nature. Oh no! It, I mean, <laughs> it's more in my experience, zombies has something more to do with uh, necromancy and less mm -hmm, to do mm -hmm, with mm -hmm. disease. We could go into full taxonomy on the ride, I think. That's what I say. I say we repair this thing and go, go, go. I'm a tiny. I've I've certainly read I've certainly read in my in my um medical journals about 
these sort of zombies. I, I agree they're probably not magical, uh, but certainly, you know, they exhibit the same properties. Well, I gotta say, these ones are fucking quick. Like, you know, when yeah, I was reading yeah. about them in the books, I was, I got this sort of like slow shuffling kind of vibe from the way they were described, but these guys were quick, my God. We can, you know, provide that critique, that criticism for them, and maybe they'll take it on maybe board. Maybe I'll but write for a now, paper. I think we, should, we gotta go. Maybe I'll write a paper. <laughs> maybe can I take one of the bodies in the in the back no. of the car no. to study for? No, 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 no. no. no this could no, be no. my ticket. <laughs> no, I could write. I could become fit. Look, Sawbones. I'll make you a deal. You can all be co-authors on this on the paper. How no. does that sound? No, no, no. I, no. I, that's a hard pass. All no. right, all right. Look, I'm willing to recognize when the you know it's a shit idea. That's okay. All right. Saw Saw is, the, is the car running yet, Astra? Absolutely, but it's ready to go, isn't it, Tom? What? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Any anyway, Tiny. When you when you say we're we're late, what what do you mean by that? Like couple days couple hours yeah so they evacuated it days before so we're, we're late to the evacuation we went the wrong way um 100 but you know what i don't feel bad about not bringing the cure and the supplies anymore because when you think about it what could we have done really they evacuated the planet by the time we arrived from the drift so <laughs> there's no point hey, what? to us even being on this trip well, With, we're here how, now. How can, how can we be that late? I, I don't... What do you mean? Well, the drift took extra time, I assume. Okay, so... It, I like, mean, I go through the dates with them, right? There's no possible way we could have arrived before this no evacuation way. was to occur. So... Burzen's, Burzen's face just drops. He's like... It's a setup, it's, or it's a really bad bureaucratic mistake. Sure, Whatever they, they should have given us a faster ship. Well, we need one they now. They should have delivered this cure way earlier than having a lottery system amongst the delivery people to deliver it. That seems like it added a lot of unnecessary time while lives were being lost. It does Fucking seem that way. Edge core. But right Slip. now, matters more that we actually get to a ship. So, guys, could we like fence this? Fence it? Is that the word? Shelf it. Shelf, Shelf, Shelf it. Shelf it. <laughs> You, mean Damn it. you want us to we, sell this at a pawn it? shop? <laughs> Let's sell this and uh, see if this car is working. As you're all standing around talking about all of this, discussing how could this be possible, we're going to make a series of checks here. There's a total of five. <gasps> oh. Each person can do one, and each person can be assisted by one other person. And I'm going to average out the totals. We have a medicine, a mysticism, a life science... A survival and a culture. I'm pretty good at medicine and life science. The only one of those I have is culture. <laughs> I have life science and cult culture. Mysticism as well. I have medicine. Oh, and culture. The reason for these the medicine check would help determine and understand health conditions in a pandemic, mysticism would help to understand how undead creatures. Brandon. Life science would help understand the biology of diseases themselves and how they might spread to other people. Survival to understand how long people might survive and endure under conditions such as these. And culture to understand how a populace and a government might react and how quickly they could react in this situation. Who would like to roll the medicine check? Me. I've got a plus okay. six. I could assist you. Thank you. I rolled a natural 14, um, and I've got a plus 11, so that's ooh. 25. I assist. 27. Excellent. Excellent. Let's go to the mysticism. Brandon has a I mean, plus I have 11. It, but I assume yeah. Brandon, I can, I'm not going to assist him, so he can do it alone. Okay. <laughs> uh, he got a 14. Rolled a natural 3. Well, can I, can I assist? Don't waste it. Moment. Moment's gone. Oh. Could have been assisted, but now it's not. Um, Burzen looks over at Tiny in the moment, just like a bit of a what-the-fuck look. Tiny winks. <laughs> he shakes his head. Life science. I don't have one. I can do life science. Yo. That's a 26. I assist. Okay, so that's 28. Very good. Very good, very good, very good. 
and survival. I don't, I've got a plus zero to survival. I've got a plus zero as well. I have a plus zero. I got a plus two. You already did the medicine check. Uh, well, who's got who? Who hasn't rolled yet? I haven't rolled. I was going to do the culture check. Okay, so I'll do this one, and then I'll ass- wait. Have I assisted? I've assisted. Okay, so I'll do this one. Someone needs to assist me then. I can help you with that, Astro. All right. Oh, I got a nineteen. Nice. Lucky because I don't have any pluses. I got nineteen plus an assist. Yep, Brandon assists. Twenty-one. Excellent. And the culture check. I'll assist. Yeah, I successfully assist. Uh huh. That's a natty twenty for a oh, oh, baby. Yeah. Twenty-seven. Yeah. Oh baby. Hey. So. <laughs> the average that everybody made was high enough. As you're all talking about uh, all of this and you're discussing different things and somebody's, oh, you know, well, what about this? And, uh, well, you know, this is how, this is the strain that the hospitals are under. And um, Brandon's saying, yeah, like in my research with Desna, actually she references uh, undead quite a lot. And, you know, here's uh, all of this information about undead creatures. Uh, they can be quite vicious and based on what we saw... Um, and then the life science uh, saying, yeah, so, you know, based on the pustules and it looks like it's a disease that can spread in multiple ways, that sort of thing. Uh, survival, based off of everything you've uh, you've seen so far, uh, it seems pretty sparse. The things evacuating, the messages, the, the city itself looking like there's several fires that are still happening and not being controlled. And then culture, you know, kind of saying, well, how would a people act? in this situation and you know kind of just pondering that point and seeing what you've seen so far and you know if it was in a megalopolis like this and although unlikely you all think that it is very possible if it was fast spreading a disease could cause a catastrophic disaster like this if if a significant amount of the population was infected which you know were before you came here and if they then progressed to these undead creatures whether that was a mutation or if they succumbed and it was something that happened later like you don't know the specifics of that part but in a densely populated place like this things like this can happen very very quickly if 10% of a populace was to fall victim to this a city like this could fall in as, in as few as five days there's a lot of factors in that, of course, and this all comes up when you guys are discussing it. There's the virus itself. Does it mutate? Uh, the the military and the police response and preparedness, uh, the evacuation response, the availability of not only ships to evacuate, but safe places to land them and accessibility to those places, uh, the behavior of these undead themselves. Are they aggressive? Are they slow? Can they be killed? Will they die naturally? Like all of these things. I mean, the list goes on and on. But it's pretty safe to say that it, things are, well, things are pretty foobar at the moment. It's bad. Yeah. Things are bad. We are fucked. Who knows what foobar stands for? I do not. I do. Fucked beyond all recognition. Fucked up beyond all recognition. Yeah. Well, now I know something. There you go. As you're all standing around and having this discussion and, you know, imagine like the, the camera's kind of like panning around to everybody as they're all like saying their part and everything and after all said and done, everybody's just standing there for a moment. And it's silent. And you hear, again, the wind whipping the tarpaulins on the cyclone wire fence. Maybe like, you know, dust and sand kind of tinkling against the metal prefab structures. What would you like to do? Fucking, I love that shit, Tom. More of that. (laughs) (laughs) More of soundscape, scene setting. Where are we at with the car? Yeah, where where are we at with the car? Burzen turns turns to Astra. So, uh, where are we at with the car? Let me just take one more look and have a a roll and see. Can I roll for that? (laughs) You can. You can make another engineering check assisted by Sawbones, if you'd like. Uh, Plus nine. Okay, 28. Yep. You were, I assist. Oh, plus an assist, so 31. Well, let me tell you about this car. Tom? <laughs> I know the history. The service history of this car now. <laughs> <laughs> it gets the log like book. Oh, look, I found the log book. 
<laughs> Everyone's like, Astra, is the car ready? She's filling out the logbook. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't have time for this. <laughs> you get it done and, you know, you come out, you know, maybe wiping your hands off on a greasy rag sort of thing. Sling it over your shoulder. Give a bit of a nod and you think maybe, maybe you've got it. I reckon we're good to go, guys. One of you kick it over and I'm going to have just one last look. I step into the driver's seat and turn the uh, turn the wheel. No, uh, turn the wheel? Turn the key. <laughs> I just need the key. <laughs> like a little kid <laughs> turning the wheel. Yeah. Like <laughs> not, not able to reach the pedals. <laughs> <laughs> just don't yeah. ask me to rev it, lass. <laughs> You're too short. You turn it over and it's... I think you've got it, lassie. One more time! Listen to it, Per. Good job, Bantam. High five the robot. Good good job, Bantam. What the fuck have I been doing the last <laughs> hour, Lassie? Come on. That was really good on retrieving that screw for me, thanks. Thank you. Yes, that's what I wanted. A little <laughs> bit of recognition. <laughs> well, gentlemen, what do you say? We head off towards the city and see if we can find ourselves some sort of spaceship. Well, I'm not. I'm not driving this thing. Just to be clear, I am totally driving this thing. I've got these cool dro- uh, What are they? Gloves. Gloves that I got from the last place. Some reckless drove. Drugs? No. Drug? Reckless it. drugs. What have I got? <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Reckless what gloves. What did you take? It's really hard to say. <laughs> Check the moonshine. Is it still uh, there? Ashra, have you been getting into this uh, this moonshine? I was really thirsty. I thought it was water. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's turbo. No, that, that's paint thinner. <laughs> Holy shit. No wonder I can't see out of my left eye. <laughs> uh, good. <laughs> um, and Burzen turns to, to uh, Sawbones and Asher's like, what do you mean leave? I haven't checked out the other buildings yet. Well, Captain, they evacuated days ago. I think we should probably, like, make a move. Oh, I'm, I'm joking. Uh, yeah, let, let's go. Okay. At this point, you have a choice. It's getting late. You could go now, or you could wait until morning. Well, I definitely think we should go now. We're already running late, according to what Tiny was saying. The well, ships are, seem to be taken off every ten minutes. Well, I could drive while you guys have a bit of a sleep, if you like. Aye. Get us as close. I could fall asleep on a car. I'm going to wear the mag boots. Sleep standing like a cow who sleeps standing up. How far away does it look like, like driving? How how far does it look like it would take? How many hours is the question to get to the city-ish? How far does it look like it would take? <laughs> That's the question I want to have answered. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> My answer is seven. Yes. Seven is how far. Seven. <laughs> I like both of those answers. Well, my all I can say to that is uh, if one train... Leaves the station at, <laughs> at 8:45, traveling at 70 k's an hour. Yes. So you're 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 not like you don't know, but Tiny would know. Being up there, it looked like maybe 100 to 130 kilometers away. Oh, okay. And if I was driving this thing, how long do I think that would take? It's not like our mm-hmm. full night's sleep, is it? That's what I'm trying to work out: is whether or not I could get a couple hours. No, it would take s- several hours. Like assuming that all the roads are clear. Uh, assuming there's no debris, there's no problems. Uh, assuming this car holds up. It, yeah, it depends also on how fast the car goes. All of these things. Yeah. Well, Captain, well, considering I think that the car is going to go well, we're not going to have any problems. Totally going to be a clear, clear path. We, we can make this. How about we just go now? You know, I like your confidence, Astra. Does Does anyone need to sleep right now? I'd like to sleep on the way, but I think I can do that. I'm a pretty heavy sleeper. Sure. I'm happy just to get out of here. I don't like this place. I agree. Let's go. Come on, everybody, load up. Let's get out of here. So what are you guys, like, grabbing a, a few supplies and things like that? Yeah. Yeah, a few, a few jerry cans. Is yeah. there, like, so, and there's, like, barrels of fuel around, yeah? Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 there is. There's, there's a few different, like, not all of them, you know, upon closer inspection, not all of them are for this vehicle yeah but yeah yeah absolutely you guys can scrounge that up it's it's one of those things i imagine you know you, you probably take 10 take 20 it's yeah. you're not gonna Get leave a bunch here of stuff together unprepared yeah. spare parts you know yes you want to leave 
but yeah, you don't want to break down on the side of the road and fucking die. So I imagine, Astra, maybe you're collecting some of the tools in the workshop Indeed. or something? Or? Tools and parts. Yeah. Always mm-hmm. need spares. Yeah, great. So you're grabbing maybe the most essential parts, things that you know fail. It's like grab an extra drive belt and things like that. Definitely. And duct tape. Always need <laughs> duct tape. Always. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Um, yeah, Burzen takes Brandon and we, we go and get a like a whole barrel of fuel. Mm-hmm. You're going to make him siphon it from the... No, we'll just put like it's a six seater, so we'll like we'll make I'll make him sit next to the the fuel barrel. Oh, so he's like he's pouring <laughs> it in as you're driving, like Mad Max style. No. Sorry, I misunderstood saying, what you said. We're, we're taking a, a whole barrel of fuel. Okay. As right. an extra reservoir of fuel. Okay. Are you aware of how heavy a forty-four gallon drum full of liquid is? We roll it. Again. Are you aware of how heavy <laughs> Didn't you say a full 44-gallon drum is? Uh, it's it's not six? about that. It's about you wouldn't be able to get it up there. So you could certainly put some in a couple of jerry cans. You know, you look some more rip. and this take 20, you find another one. So you could fill up two jerry cans. Can't we use the, can't we use the, um, the engine crane to lift it up there? Yes. Yes, yeah, you can. Yeah, we could. Yeah, we can. Yes, you can. I like your ingenuity. This, this man knows his way around a workshop, eh? You know, I don't know my way around a few things. He's lifted an engine block or two. I know yeah. things. I know things <laughs> about drive fans and yeah. wheel belts. As you go out there, check out this crate. You, you know, you're wheeling the, uh, the the engine crane out there to actually pick up this drum and, you know, strap it on there. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandon's with you. And you notice him glancing over at these zombies, like quite a bit. What, 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 what are you looking at, kid? It's just. And he turns back to you. It's it's some, something you said, Cap. Like, have you have you seen things like this before? Like I said, Brandon, not not like this per se, but I've I've come across zombies in my time. I've fought undead a, a number of times. You just you, you you said something about about necromancy. Yeah. What did you like what like what do you mean? Well, uh, well, you know, I don't I don't know the nuts and bolts of it. Kid, I'm I'm I'm, I'm not a magic user like you and Tiny, but I was in a special unit we would be sent in to to take out specifically magic users. Oh. I mean, oh. I've Okay. I don't I don't want to scare you, Brandon, but I've I've seen I've literally seen the power that you you guys wield go to some people's heads. They become I don't know if they started out that way or if it if they became that way from the power, but they become evil. We were sent in to take them out. And he's slowly nodding as you're telling him all of this. Right, no I I, I, I get it, Cap. I, you know, last few months, I've been, I've been doing a lot of my own research. You know, Astra started me off down this path, and she had some good stuff. But, you know, I've trying to be, trying to be looking at lots of different things and, and learning a lot about this. Okay. I read a lot about Desna. You know, she stands against all of this. And when you said that, I, I just got. I don't know. And as he says that, he turns towards one of the zombie corpses and he's staring at it and he just slowly walks up to it don't 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 get too close it's potentially infectious disease and he looks back up at you and he you can see in his eyes that looks like he knows what he's doing just give me a second cap i want to try something and he closes his eyes and he holds his hand he hovers it above this thing and you're just kind of watching him as his eyes are doing that kind of flickering thing, like he's almost in a bit of a trance. And then he kind of snatches his hand away quickly. <laughs> his eyes open. And he's looking around as if maybe he thought he was somewhere else. And then he realizes back where he is. <sighs> he stands up. He looks down at it and 
He looks back up at you, straight in the eyes. He says, Cap, I think you're right. I don't think this is just a disease. There's something else going on here. How... How did you... How did you find that out? <laughs> kind of gives a small smile and looks away. Head a bit of a shake. I... He looks back up at you. It's hard to explain. I can get in tune with certain things, certain energies, life forces. It might sound a bit stupid, but, you know, somebody speaks to me when I do this. And it's telling me that there's something else going on here. This isn't just some disease that happened. Person just like stares at him for a second. Okay, kid. Well, you know, if if this voice is ever telling you to uh, attack one of your crewmates or do something untoward, just try to fight it, okay? He smiles. Okay, Cap. Don't worry. And Burzen has the full heebie-jeebies after that conversation with Brandon. <laughs> you all pile in the back of this with all of the gear, secure everything. I'm definitely taking the driver's seat. Who's going to sit? Is anybody going to sit shotgun up there with Astra? Sure. I will. Okay. Come on up, Danny. You're going to oh, no, sleep. Unless, unless, You're going to sleep. Uh, Sawbones seem to want to. Sawbones, you can do it. Sawbones is keen, but that's all right. You get some sleep. Yeah, immediate, I fall asleep immediately. I hope something interesting happens now in shotgun. Yeah, you guys, you guys drive behind a logging truck <laughs> <laughs> for oh, forty no. miles. <laughs> this is the road is bumpy well. and the straps seem unsecure. <laughs> I've seen this one. Right, ben, just because you're snoring, it's not going to give you any advantages or bonuses to this check to sleep. <laughs> But he's, no role, he's role playing it though. I ghost, I, I ghost sound some white noise to give me advantage. <laughs> oh, <laughs> lovely. I like that. It's not worth advantage, but I do like it. <laughs> how you, okay, how you going to okay. ride shotgun and sleep? You have to keep the driver awake. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's not my problem. So you start driving, and Astra, as you turn out of this, it's all dirt road here. You just bust through the gates. Tung, 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 and they slam against the side of the truck as you guys go through. Not a truck, the large vehicle. The buggy. You pull out onto the road. And as you do, there's a little bit of dust on the road. And the wheels like kind of spin a little bit. But then it finds its traction. And you start heading along this very long road. Is it a road? It is. Like an actual sealed road? Well, that's being generous. It is bumpy. It's full of potholes. It's been repaired, you know, a million times. It's looking pretty third world. It's quite wide. And, you know, you can see even on like the side of the road as you're driving past, you can see there's very large tire treads on the side so this is obviously a very heavily used road industrial sized vehicles things like that come along here and so it is somewhat maintained but it is pretty badly damaged their buggy's got some pretty solid suspension on it but it's still you know it's still a pretty bumpy bouncy ride let's do a check zero to a hundred you ready oh you foot to the floor <laughs> yeah absolutely. wheel spins I'm trying. Okay. Let's see how All fast. Right. Who's got the timer? I should have asked well, that before well, I put my foot down. Hundy. It goes <laughs> eight, eight k's an hour. <laughs> oh. Well, that was really disappointing. And as you do, it starts getting faster and faster and faster. And you're getting a pretty good pace. But then you start to hear a... Oh, shit. I think it, it won't cope with this speed for much longer. I said we go a little slower. That don't sound so good. Mm-hmm. I'm going to back off a little bit. Yeah, you ease Do off. I, with my beautiful ears of mechanic stuff, like, am I going to uh-huh. pick out what that sound is? Uh, give me an engineering check. On. 
<laughs> You're in the back. Like, He's got the dust. Burson's got the dust goggles on. He's just like. Okay, 16. That's 25. It's like he pops up in between them. Hey, what's going on? Just to show show off his dust goggles. <laughs> just just to get his face in the in the shot. I could really use those about now. I'm huh? in the scene now. Uh, what? Oh. Oh, I'm okay. just doing all and the he driving. Just, he just goes and sits back. Huh? No. Thanks, Cap. <laughs> so helpful. Okay, yeah. well, let's ease it off a little and see how we get there. Yeah. So, like, yeah, you're still driving at a, a at a good pace. All right. I'm keeping my eyes like peeled. Yeah. I'm like keeping an eye out for zombie things. Okay. Yeah. Sure. And uh, Tiny, are you actually sleeping, or are you uh, keeping like a lookout and watch as well? I'm falling asleep. Okay. I'm just gonna look over at Tiny and give him a little smile because he's like, he's a big lizard sleeping. <laughs> 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 it's like it's like a, when a dog sleeps and they like twitch. He's like his lip is going and it's showing these gigantic teeth. Like, ah, ah, ah. Wonder what he's thinking about. It's gonna be a good dream. Burson will keep a lookout okay. from the uh, from the sides. All right, uh, Tiny, can you give me a uh, fortitude saving throw, please? Fifteen. Okay. The truck is barreling along. The again, the it's like a kind of covered tarp area. It's kind of just gently whipping the wheels on the road. They're they're more designed to be off-road ones, so it's kind of making that noise. It's almost like rhythmic, though, as it's driving along, and the cold air is coming through you know, sprinkled with dust as well, covering everything with a, a light coating. Uh, in the back sits uh, Sawbones, Burson, and Brandon. You guys trying to sleep? Are you chatting? Are you working on something? What are you doing? I'm, um, I'm, I'm amped up. Like the, the um, kind of excitement of being on a planet that's ravaged by a, some sort of biological disease. Like it's got all my... You know, it's got my brain firing. I'm thinking about what's going on. I'm trying to, like, put together what I could do to stop it or if there's anything I could um, concoct, any biohack I could create which might sort of slow down or impact or disadvantage the, the zombies. So yeah, I'm sort of wishing I had access to the Infosphere or my, my library of, of old medical journals, um, but I'm just sort of really having to concentrate from what I remember from memory. Okay. It's lucky I've read them a thousand times. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, why don't you, while you're trying to rack your brain for things, why don't you give me a medicine check? And because you are so familiar with those texts in particular, uh, you can have a plus two to this as well. Oh, thank you. Oh, hang on. Let's roll again. Uh, nine plus 11 is 20 plus two is 22. <laughs> well, I was you're like nine. I was like, nah, plus 11. Oh. <laughs> Thinking back to these journals, I mean, there was nothing specifically about this sort of thing, but you think, given what you've got on you and sufficient time, you think you might be able to either whip something up or perhaps modify what you already have to maybe make them more effective against these creatures. You know, you at this point, you're kind of just... Maybe you're just like starting to think about this sort of things and saying, well, you know, if I did this, I did that. You know, maybe you pull out a little scratch pad and start, you know, writing things down or something like that. Yeah. Burzen. Um. So Burzen, he's trying to think back to when he did, when he had faced zombies previously and the undead, and just thinking about the tactics and any of the potential weaknesses that they tried to exploit at the time. But he's also talking to Brandon about um, any any other info he might be able to glean from his connection about undead things and like best ways to to fight them, defeat them, in- incapacitate them, that kind of stuff. Sure. Yeah. You have a profession soldier? No, because he's not a soldier anymore. What is your profession? Uh, corporate professional. Fair enough. Uh, you know what? This is going to be a culture check as well because it's it's related to like the history and your experiences with these things. You're a little bit out of practice. 
So I'll say it's a, a minus two to the DC for a profession soldier. Sure. Go ahead, roll some, some dice. Uh, that is a 19 total. And you're talking about this and uh, you're chatting with Brandon about it as well. And sorry, what specifically were you looking for? Well, just like any any weaknesses we could exploit or just thinking back to some of the tactics that, that we used when we were fighting them. But right. knowing that he's he's got that mystic connection, yeah. um, whether he can glean any more info about undead and, and how they work, that kind of stuff. Sure, 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 yeah. Uh, so he kind of goes back on and, you know, maybe Sawbones overhears this and chimes into this as well and goes over those traditional immunities that undead creatures usually have which are which are many and as well he he says like when we were fighting tiny did his thing but like he shot a magic missile but this a few of them seemed to spark off him and and when i was making a connection with that other one i think they're somewhat resistant to it and that's part of why i think that there's more to this and mechanically, the things that you fought had DR5 magic. Shit, really? Yeah. Fuck. So any magical damage done to them will be reduced by five. Anything, any magic damage beyond that will be taken as normal. Eesh. Yuck. Obviously, you can't yeah. speak to all of them beyond the five or six that you guys fought. But, you know, after you guys are chatting, that's uh, something that you're able to glean. Um, and all like the rhythmicness is um, making him a little drowsy and as you guys have this chat and maybe you're starting to drift off it a little bit Brandon says hey hey Cap huh yeah um, I just I just wanted to say I really do I really do appreciate being a part of this crew I'll keep trying my best to to be as good as I can as a part of the team sure kid as long as as long as you're on my crew I've got your back as long as you've got mine and with a very serious look he looks you in the eyes and gives you a nod always good good kid and just like puts his head back and closes his eyes and on that note I will inform you, you, the party, that as of this moment, I am relinquishing control of Brandon Nix to the party. What? Oh! You guys will receive his character sheet and receive his full backstory and his thoughts and opinions on everything that's happened thus far. You, as a group, will get to play him. Ben's going to play him. And <laughs> control no. him. No. And you, I believe you either sufficiently understand or at least the backstory will help you understand him enough where you will be able to play him, not only mechanically, but roleplay him fairly and honestly as Everyone well. Everyone practice your Brandon voices. <laughs> I don't think I can do that, man. How you do that is up to you. Whether or not you want to have one person control him each session, whether or not you want one person to control or switch between two, or however you guys want to do it is up to you. It is out of my hands. My intention was never to play... I was never intended to play a DMPC. This character happened and he stuck around it's i mean every dm will say the same thing it's like they don't want to play a dmpc um however i i believe that he was around long enough that i think it's fair and honest that this character exists in this world and you guys should have control over that all right well dan you do the voice the best so you can play brandon (laughs) just because i do voices guys you love doing voices I do. Well, now you get another one. Well, that doesn't mean I want to play two characters all the time, you guys. You do. Now you get to lead two parts in the same scene. Yeah, that, that's what I want. 
can I, can we get it? Can we get a whole scene where <laughs> yeah, Dan just like role plays against <laughs> himself? <laughs> yeah, you don't. This isn't something you have to like. How you do it doesn't have to be decided right now. And as well, you know, it's not something you're going to be locked into. It's like, well, Dan said he was going to play him, so now Dan has to play him for. That's that's not how it's going to work. All right. So uh, yeah, Astra's got some um, some headphones mm-hmm. in her little like enviro suit thing <laughs> she's got some like yep. really heavy techers going on to keep her awake as she's driving away nice yeah she's looking out making sure she's got her eyes peeled for anything weird and moving in the in the distance while tiny's snoring next to her it's like late afternoon at this stage or evening or something or it was late afternoon when you left so astra you put on your headphones and you know maybe one last glance over a tiny and you hear the chatter from behind die down and the only thing you hear is the silence of the road more so the absence of noise besides the wind and the hum of the tires as they reverberate over the road and as the sky starts to darken the sun coming down turn on the headlights and drive on and we'll pick this up here next time Star Raiders is an Arcane Focus Network production. Be sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcast app. You'd be amazed how much it helps us spread the word. Looking for more adventure? Head to arcanefocusnetwork.com.